This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Coming up in about 30 minutes, former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader will join the show. He also, like Roy, was out at the event at Allegiant Stadium that DeMond was out. Uh, salute to service. A really good event and a, a good way to give back to the community, something that the Raiders have been very uh, active and, and, as a matter of fact, about that they wanted to do. And so uh, we'll talk to Jay Schrader about that event. We'll also get to the bottom of this $100 bill thing. Because as far as I'm concerned, I was out there and I threw the ball up there and I probably should get a C note as well. Just gonna throw that out there, Demond. You sure you wouldn't have like just torn out your shoulder completely? By no, the I definitely would have. I definitely would have. <laughs> but I mean, nobody has to know that it wasn't me. You know, I could just take one for the team, and we can just donate the hundred dollars in in you know in, in courtesy of uh, Lotus Broadcasting. How about that? Radio Nation Radio Nine Twenty. You know, just go ahead and and give that hundred dollars and just say that's from us. <laughs> I think the the jig would be up like once we like do it again. Or maybe just it's, a mean, one, it's a, your one take, Jake. It's one okay. time, one time, man. I'm you, not, I'm not there's saying. certain things you can't you can't duplicate. You don't have to do it more than once. You got to do it once in your life, and you hope that someone got caught, caught it on film. And if they didn't, well, hey, that's their bad. I mean, you know, maybe someone would take a look at you and be like, "Nah, this guy, nah, nah, it, it didn't happen." Not I can throw guy. the rock. You not know, this guy. I can throw the football. Oh, little, oh! Now he was a little league all star. No, 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 no. You know, I will say this: in, no, it in the, in the no. company softball game. Hey, look, now man. he can throw it eighty yards. Hey, you know, just watch me throw that football hey, over dog. the mountains. Don't okay. ever, don't ever question my athletic ability. <laughs> all right, first of all, first rule, first rule of the show: don't ever question my athletic ability. Second rule of the show: if you ever decide that you want to question my athletic ability, remember rule number one and don't. <laughs> But I will say, at my old radio station last year when there was no sports, no, seriously, Doc, and I don't know what, what was going on here, but while there was no sports, we were looking for different things to do, and so we were coming up with challenges that we had to do on the air. One challenge that we had to do, we uh, we had to eat as many saltine crackers. I think it was like eat 10 saltine crackers in a minute, and you can't do it. You can't do it. That's something, I promise you, at some point, I'll, I'll let you do the challenge. Not here, not now, but there's some point... <laughs> I know you're laughing like, oh, yeah, you, you, that's easy. I thought, I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? No. So that was one of the challenges. The other challenge, and this is the, this is the point I'm getting to, we had to throw the football from one side of the building over the roof to the other side. We really did that, and I was able to do it. I mean, I wasn't able to do it the first time, but I did after a few warm-up tosses. I was able to get it over the roof. It was kind of cool. And so we, we really did that, and it was just one of the things that we did. We did the T.O. Uh, sit-up challenge. There was a sit-up challenge that T.O. did on Twitter. You can Google it right now, and, and look, he did that. And so and we actually and he called in to talk about it because he saw it. We did a video and put it out there. Look, man, we were looking for things to do last year when there was no sports. This was early in the pandemic, like in the March Type, type it. Yeah, when there was nothing Ooh, going on. Those were some rough months. We were getting creative with different things going. It was actually kind of funny. So you go ahead and test yourself and test your skills. See if you can take a football and throw it over the roof of this building. I don't even know how how how, how large the building is, but. No, nah, I don't like this challenge, man. Pretty soon you're going to have me mic'd up and we're going to be racing out in the parking lot. Oh, you're not going <laughs> to win that race. You're not going to win that race either at all. <laughs> yeah, Demond, you don't know. 
I'm that guy who thinks that athleticism never goes away. You know what I mean? Like I'm the I mean, guy because I mean, you know, you know, I got, you know, I'm younger than you about 20 years. That's, but a good that's 20. fine. A that's good 20. fine. Mine, first of all, your legs are so small. You'd have to, you have to run like eight times as fast as me just to be able to get, you know, the same stride that I can get in. So I'm not worried about that. I don't think. Plus, you're a bulky dude. You're bulky with them muscles. I think those things are gonna slow you down. You ain't got you. You ain't got that. Uh, you ain't got that sprinter speed like I do. Now, look, I'll tell you, as you saw okay. yesterday, I got one sprint in me. <laughs> I got one. I don't have multiple. You barely made it in the studio. That's fine, but I made it. So what is? I mean, sometimes you you win by a nose. Sometimes you win by a hair. Almost had to start the show, just restart the show because you ran out of breath. Well, that's fine. It happens. I was tired. This guy can't run through the office. He can't. He can't run from the studio to the kitchen. Technically, but I'm not be- supposed to be running through the office. I'm supposed to be thinking about others in the hallway and not yeah. really be. But he's gonna beat me in a foot race. Make it make sense. Look, we can go outside and make it happen right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. I mean, no, we need to go back. We need to tell him like, hey, go call Allegiant Stadium. Tell him don't move any any of the equipment because I want the three cone. I want the forty. I want the vertical jump. It was all there. Okay, now I know at your height, you're not you're not jumping out the gym either. You're not jumping out the gym. I'm not worried about that. Lies. I, I don't believe that. No, nobody believes that you are the next coming of Spud Webb. I wish there were people around me so we could just give you the look. Like, can you believe this guy? Can you, can you believe this guy? Oh, they doubt believe me. me. They believe me. Demond. No doubt in me. <laughs> he must not know. He oh, must not know. I know. I know what's happening. <laughs> he must not know. Demond is a wrestler. Hey, Raider Nation, call in. Come on, so we can make fun of you. He must not know. I, I got. I got the juice. I got all the juice. I'll take all the smoke, too. Bring it. Bring it, brother, because when you lose, when you lose, you know who's going to talk about it until you don't want to hear it no more? Me. <laughs> I will I will text you in the middle of the night. Damon, how you feeling after that whooping? That's what I, I mean. I, I'm that guy. I'm instigator of the year. You already know. I will be that dude. With that being said, let's go on and get to cover three NFL news and notes of the day here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL news and notes of the day here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And it's funny that what we were just talking about before we got to Cover 3, because one of the big things in the NFL today is the NFL is going to enforce taunting rules. So they wouldn't encourage and they wouldn't approve of anything that we just did for the last seven minutes, which was talk a lot of trash back and forth. And I'm not a big fan of this. I get it. I know some people are saying, hey, you know, you got to have good sportsmanship. I get it. But football's an emotional game, just like sports in general, I think is an emotional game. That's why I love sports. I'm an emotional dude, as you could tell. I mean, we're up here talking about eating crackers and running 40s. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And we get fired up. That's what it's about. So if you have a big play and you flex on somebody, like I might flex on you knowing that you got bigger muscles than me. I might just flex just because. And that was one of the videos they said yes. was in the NFL right. package video of not allowed. It's a guy right. who's a coach player. He makes the big play, gets up, gives him the double bicep. And he got tap. drilled, actually. He got drilled and he got up and flexed on him, but it was cool. He said, I eat those. Exactly. Boom, nothing. Exactly. Apparently, that's frowned upon now. So that's going to be something. And I know that that's been something that they've been working on anyway. But now the officials, like they need something else to look at and try no to enforce. Right. And, and they, they, they make you have fun for a little while. They let you celebrate a little bit. And then they take it right back. Okay. You can't taunt. You can go dance. You can have a coordinated dance. You can have everybody meet you in the end zone. And yeah, you, you can do the Cupid shuffle for all they care. But you can't flex on someone after, you know, you take a big shot and then you jump right back up and just, hey, you know, weight room. That's what we used to do, right? Weight room. You know what it was? It was the uh, Tyreek Hill-Winfield exchange. The from, little peace sign? Yeah, exactly. Because when the Chiefs beat 
the Buccaneers in the regular season. Right. Gives him the peace sign. Winfield comes back in the Super Bowl. Gives Tyreek Hill. Make sure he gets in his face. Too. Right. Ooh, we, I bet he had a smile on his at face. At least he gave him the peace sign, not another sign. sign. <laughs> but the NFL looked at that and they were like, you know what? That's too much. Right. I just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. Again, I get it if it's over the top and egregious. And, and, and like, if you're, you know, uh, pulling the, the, the Draymond Green slash, uh, you know, LeBron James in the finals type thing where LeBron steps over him and then Draymond basically hits him in the stones or whatever or attempts to hit him in the stones. Okay, great. Okay, call something. Fine. But, but I wonder what they're going to do about chain snatching. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you went there, huh? So Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network said that two taunting violations will result in an automatic ejection with fines and suspensions also in the play. And then you mentioned that video. They sent a video out that kind of gave instructions. You can't do this. You can't do that. Again, I think it's a little bit uh, over the top. Game officials have been instructed to strictly enforce the taunting rule. Players and coaches are reminded that two taunting penalties committed by an individual player will result in an automatic disqualification. In addition, the taunting player may be fined and or suspended depending on the severity of the actions. Again, the, the real issue I have with this is this is a judgment call. It's a judgment call. So, for example, you mentioned the chain snatching. Okay. Michael Crabtree, when he played for the, well, when he played in general, he would score a touchdown. What would he do? He would do the little, you know, when he wiped his nose, he, it would be, and that comes from a hip hop song. He would wipe, you know, wipe right yes, on. Yes, but that's, you bring up a good point. Is there a difference between a touchdown celebration and taunting? That's what I'm saying. But he would do that, wipe your nose, and he actually got called for penalties because they were saying that was the, the throat slashing, where it wasn't. It was him doing the, you know, like I said, it comes from a hip hop song, and that's it is what it is. That's not that's not even they determined it wrong. You know what I mean? They they their their uh, understanding of what he was doing yeah, was wrong to interpretation. So right. Exactly. So if I'm dancing and I'm doing some kind of dance that may be disrespectful to you, then or or they think it's disrespectful to you. I'm going to get a penalty just because I'm dancing. Like, it, you know, what I mean, it's just exactly it's just too much. It's too much. DB that, breaks up a big plane, gets the clapping. Right. Is that a flag? Exactly. It's just too much. It's too much that officials don't need to be thinking about. It's just, it's just too much. So that's that's the rule that came down uh, today. They had a, a bunch of other rules that were that came down, but this is the one that really uh, was a big deal. So uh, I don't know how they're going to enforce it. I hope they don't go crazy like they did with the whole um, the the pass interference, and then they started reviewing that, and you know all these all these calls that lasted that, one season, right? Exactly because it was silly. It was an overreaction to begin with, and you know it's a it, it's one of those where it's a judgment call. Judgment calls are so hard to make. In those type of situations, like just, man, the officials got enough to do. They don't need to worry about taunting now, but if, apparently the NFL wants that to, to go down. How about this coming from Colts camp? We know Carson Wentz is out for a while. I don't know exactly how long he's going to be out, but he's out. They have second-year quarterback Jace, Jacob Eason. He's, uh, he's reportedly, and obviously not there, but reportedly he hasn't been having the best showings at, uh, at, at training camp. So today, their sixth-round draft pick this year, Sam Ellinger, Took first team snaps. Now coming from Texas, and that's he was at uh, UT. Me coming from Texas, I know what Sam Ellinger was able to do on the on the collegiate field. I know that in the Big Twelve, he was a, he was a big deal. He was a hell of a quarterback. I did not expect Sam Ellinger one to even get drafted. I thought he was a, a, a camp body guy. He was a guy that was going to be invited to some camp and, and have an opportunity to to maybe stick around. All of a sudden, this dude not only goes from being drafted, a six-round pick, now all of a sudden he's taking first-team snaps. Now I'm not saying he's going to be the Colts starting quarterback, but boy, that's that's talk about being prepared. you got to be prepared every single day because you never know when your number's going to get called. Carson Wentz goes down. Jacob Eason's not looking so hot, so boom, here you go. Sam Ellinger, he's taking first-team reps now. Uh, head coach Frank Reich did say that they're going to co- uh, continue to 
you know, to continue to uh, to monitor what's going on with Ellinger and uh, Eason, and they're going to continue to to kind of split the reps between the first team. But you want to talk about opportunities? That's that's an opportunity right there. All you got to do is go out there. Yeah, all you got to do is go out there and put in work. Man, the Colts are in trouble. Well, yeah, I think that's obvious. <laughs> they're definitely they're definitely in trouble. But if I'm Sam Ellinger and I did not expect, it's similar to the situation that happened with Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. It was a fourth round compensatory pick. He was sitting behind Tony Romo. He was sitting behind Kellen Mond. He, or not Kellen Mond, Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore, Moore. Excuse me. Yeah, Kellen Moore. And all of a sudden, before you know it, Tony Romo gets hurt. Kellen Moore goes down. Actually, I think Moore got hurt first. Then Tony Romo gets hurt. And all of a sudden, Dak Prescott's the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And now he's $40 million a year guy. Not saying that's going to happen in that order to Sam Ellinger, but we've seen it happen. We've seen things happen. All you got to do, I say it all the time, is get an opportunity. It's up to you what you do with that opportunity. But getting the opportunity, that's that's more than half the battle. Uh, if if I was Sam, I'd be feeling really good about myself right now that, hey, it hasn't been very long. It's been you know a handful of practices, and I'm already running with the first team. Even if it only lasts a year or even a couple days. Who cares? He's got that film now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, time, it's, time to, it's time to get on the phone and make a call. It, I don't care who they make the call to. I'm sure I don't they've, know what team they're going to make the call to. I'm sure to. that they probably made the call. But again, I don't care about none of that. And if I'm Sam, I don't care about that. As long as I have a handful of snaps that are first-team snaps, that's all I care about. You could bring in Joe Montana out of retirement. I don't care. I'm just excited that I have an opportunity to run with the first team, and I'm getting film and getting work with these guys. That's all that matters because you might strike gold or you might strike out. But you don't know until you get the opportunity. He's got that opportunity. I, I'm, Man, like I said, make all the phone calls you want. It's kind of like a guy in, the, in, in in radio, it's like I'm a part-time dude. Say I'm a part-time guy that just gets to get on the radio every once in a while, and, and, and all of a sudden this hotshot dude just got fired. Hey, Q, can you fill in for him? Yeah, sure. I might not be there more than two shows, but I bet you those are going to be the best two shows I got. I'm going to give everything I got to prove that I can be the dude. That's how you get a job. That's all he's got to do. I'm telling you, DeMond, you got to have faith sometimes, man. You, you, you ain't knowing. You ain't giving positions, man. You got to go get those positions. You got to go earn. Oh no! If it's me myself, I just feel like sometimes that faith may be um, misplaced in the teams. It could where, be, yeah. Where it's just like no fault of his own. He is the sixth round pick. I'm sure they're looking around like we. They're praying that it's going to work out too, right? But it's like with it, it is with a prayer, of course. Hell, it's a prayer with the first round pick. Some are a little bit more short. There's there's surefire things. I mean, look at if Ellinger. If, look if, at Zach Wilson in New York right now. Ain't nobody in New York feel confident about him right now. Nobody. And he was the number two overall pick. Ain't but the no, expectations. There ain't expectations my left foot. There ain't one swing and D that feels good about what Zach Wilson's doing in New York right now. I promise you. I promise you. So, hell, it don't matter if you're a first-round pick, second-round pick. It's nothing's guaranteed. You get an opportunity to get on that field, that's all that matter. Matter of fact, you want to talk about some more quarterbacks? How about the Broncos? How about their quarterback situation? Drew Locke, Teddy B. Teddy B, Drew Locke. You want to talk about a mess? Drew Locke's going to get the first preseason's crack at the battle, according to uh, head coach Vic Fangio. Teddy Bridgewater will get the second. Fangio told reporters that Locke will start Saturday's preseason opener against the Vikings. Bridgewater will start the following week against Seattle. And then Fangio went on to say that both Bridgewater and Locke will play more than a quarter in their starts due to their preseason lasting only three games this season. I think that they're going to play more than a quarter because they don't have a clue what they have at the quarterback position. You want to talk about a, what's that big word? Conundrum? Conundrum? Yes, it is. They have a conundrum <laughs> on their hands. Got family that would just say that's a hard word. I'm just going to go ahead and roll with that. 
they have a they have an issue. How about that? They have an issue there. This isn't a conundrum. This is just a good spirited competition. Sounds good. Sounds like a good spirited competition. I'll tell you right now, if you're the Broncos, who do you feel com- comfortable with? Drew Locke or Teddy B? Teddy B. Do you really? Yeah. What do you see in him that makes you feel so confident? Because I'll tell you right now, neither one of those quarterbacks make me think that they got anything going on. You know what it is? I would rather have the the quarterback that I that I think can get me to at least five hundred. If he does, like, you know, for better or worse, if we just, if the defense plays as solid as we think it can, we can maybe go. You know, well, not five hundred this year, seventeen games, but maybe we can like go break even with Teddy Bridgewater as opposed to. Drew Locke, I don't know. We just don't know. We we have the evidence of what he can do, but like I don't think his ceiling is as high as Teddy Bridgewater's, and I think his floor is way lower. And you're still only hoping for a team that breaks even. Exactly. But give me the guy that I that I have. And more you faith had in. the nerve to poo poo on Sam Ellinger. It sounds like neither Man, one. Of Sam Ellinger ain't gonna isn't gonna break even. How do you know? How do you Indianapolis, know? Is he as good as Drew Locke? I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's that's you, you got me there. You, I mean, you're proving my point. Is Teddy Bridgewater? How great is he? He was a first round pick, remember? Second round? No, he was a first round pick. No, he was second round. No, he was. He was second round. First, I thought he was like, on top of the first round. Didn't they trade up? Minnesota traded up to get him. Teddy at the B, end. y'all looking up right now. Teddy yeah, I could have sworn he was the top of the first round pick. I know Lamar Jackson was top of the first round. I thought Teddy Bridge B was a, a end of the first round. Ooh, Q, you got it. Thirty second. Thank you. Tell me. Tell me something. All right, you got it, man. You got it. It's okay. It's all right. You know, new booty's got to learn, too. You'll be all right. I'm going to teach you. Just stick around you a little just, while. You, you just can't take the W and move on. No. No, Sorry. no, because I told you I don't take W's and move <laughs> on. I let, I rub it in. You know, let it burn. Like Ursher used to say, let it burn. Open that wound, pour some salt into it. Let it burn, let it burn brother. That's what I do. Instigator. So, yeah, Drew Locke, Teddy Bree. I don't think Denver. That's the reason why they have the Aaron Rodgers conversation. Like they'd love to make a move for Aaron Rodgers because they know they have an issue when it comes to quarterback position. But there you go, uh, Teddy B is going to get you know about a little bit over a quarter in his his second start against Seattle, and uh, Drew Locke will get the first attempt uh, this upcoming week against Minnesota. So uh, that should be interesting, interesting little battle. That's all I got for you for Cover Three NFL news and notes of the day. Uh, when we come back, I would like to hear from you as well through the question out there earlier. What unit defensively do you expect to? see the most improvement from this season on uh, the secondary or the defensive line or other. We've had a secondary answer. We've had a D-line answer, and we've had a linebacker answer. So what is your thoughts? What's the unit that you expect to see the most improvement from this season? And uh, if we uh, if we get a couple seconds as well, before we get to Jay Schrader, we'll, uh, we'll play a couple of sound bites from Malcolm Kuntz, his uh, media session that he had following practice this morning. The time is 3.20. This is Raider Nation Radio, 9.20. Give me your best... Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raider, hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. I have to say that uh, Roy Hart, former defensive tackle for the Raiders, uh, he knocked that little drop out the park earlier today when he uh, was on the show talking about the event that took place at Allegiant Stadium, uh, saluting the troops and uh, kind of running them through a, a nice little, uh, you know, like a, a boot camp type thing. And I thought that that was awesome. And, and he was talking about how it's so great to, 
you know, give back to to the ones that pay the ultimate sacrifice so uh, folks like me and Demond can be silly on the radio and have a good time and bring you some good sports news and you know, just really an honor to be able to go out there and do what he does. And and uh, also we're going to have Jay Schrader, former Raider quarterback, come up in just a few minutes who was also out that event. But um, I'm pleased to have right now on the phone lines an actual soldier that was out there participating, taking place uh, in, in what was going on at Allegiant Stadium. Nate, he's uh, stationed at, in Creech, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm, uh, I'm new to the area, so I'm not 100% familiar where exactly that's at. But I understand that you guys are doing some big things out there, and you had a lot of fun at Allegiant Stadium today. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, I had, had a bunch of fun out there today, and uh, I think probably my favorite was the uh, QB arm drill uh, with, uh, with Jay, and just, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was a ton of fun. I realized how weak my arm is. So. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you're not the one that apparently uh, threw the ball all the way up to wherever they were supposed to and tried in attempts to win that $100. No, yeah, I threw it up into the bar area, I guess, or something. Um, yeah, that, it was the last leg of the... Uh, of the um, combine kind of thing that they had set up uh, for, for my team. My team was team two. We placed fourth, I think. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get it up in there. Um, no one in my team did, but uh, I think it was, it was one of the, the other guys on one of the other teams who did. We heard, we heard all the hooping and hollering, so that, that's what we <laughs> thought it was. So, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty cool time. All right, Nate, now you said that the QB arm drill, that was your favorite. Which one was the most challenging drill? Because I know that the 40 guys were, like, pushing themselves for the 40, and that three-cone drill looked a little tough, too. So which one was the most challenging for you? Yeah, um, some of those guys did, like, super good on the, uh, on, on the 40-yard dash. I think we had some, like, like four or seven times, which just blew my mind. They weren't in cleats or anything. Um, I think my, my – I mean, I'm, I'm 30, so <laughs> my, uh, my, my 40 time was, like, like five and a half seconds, I think. Um, so – yeah, I was happy just to get that. But uh, <laughs> I, so I think that one was probably probably the the three cone drill. I think that one's pretty tough too, just not being in cleats um, and everything. But yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. I'm really glad that they. Uh, that they were able to put that on for us. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was going to go with uh, next, Nate, because, again, it's a heck of an opportunity, you know, to be out there at Allegiant Stadium. It's a heck of an opportunity to have former Raiders out there, you know, hosting it and them giving back to the community. And and you guys, again, who, who've given the ultimate sacrifice for us uh, to, to be able to go out there and kind of let your hair down and have a little bit of a fun uh, fun event. Uh, how, how cool was that that the Raiders helped put that on? Oh, it was, it was super cool. Uh, great, great opportunity to, to just have this for us. Um, it definitely helps break up the uh, daily grind of the of the kind of stuff that that we do. Um, of course, ha- happy to do it for for our nation and all, but um, it also is just uh, it's just a great thing. I think USAA and you know Raider Nation partnering together, um, allowing like so many of us to go out there and do this. Um, it was just it was just a lot of fun, and uh, I really hope that that they keep it going. I know they do this uh, with other teams as well, and I think it's just like a great opportunity for us to get out there. And, uh, you know, we, we went uh, by their, the Raiders training um, in Henderson first to, to watch them do some, some uh, practice and, and training, and that was awesome, too, just to see the players. We weren't able to, like, really interact with them because of all the COVID stuff. But, right. um, yeah, that was super cool, too. Really hope that that they keep it going on, and uh, yeah, it was just it was awesome to uh, be there. You know, I, I really do believe that they'll keep doing it because they they've been uh, you know very uh, as a matter of fact, like they they want to make sure that they continue to do that and again give back because well, you guys have div- done everything that you need to do and then some uh, for us on the on the daily. And how, how was your experience at the at the uh, practice center in in, uh, in Henderson? Just kind of checking out what they were doing out there as well. 
it was great. Um, yeah, we got there like 7.30 when they started practice. I guess they got to start super early because of all the heat. <laughs> but, yeah, they were outside, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Got to see uh, Carr throw some great passes. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was just a lot of fun to, to watch all that and be able to, you know, see, see a, an NFL team practice and all and getting ready for their game on Saturday. Hope they beat the Seahawks. Yeah, Nate, uh, can you just describe to me, because that was my first time out on the field out there in Allegiant 2, can you just describe <laughs> that being on the field and how fun it was to just be in an NFL stadium and to live out some of those childhood dreams? Because I know for myself, I was jealous of you guys a little bit. Like, man, I want to get in there with them guys too. So can you just describe for yeah. us just that feeling of being on the field? Dude, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever been actually on an, an actual NFL field. Uh, I've I've been to games, but never actually been down on the field. So it was just like it was actually kind of overwhelming. And just like the biggest thing that stood out to me was like how big the end zone is. I I don't realize like on TV like how how big the end zone actually is, but um, it just seemed like like huge. And so uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was it was super cool. Um, and I think that they had the the turf out, so it was it was just like the the different movements on and stuff was was definitely different than anything I've ever like felt before and stuff. So, so that was super cool. But yeah, just like how massive the the stadium is, and you really start to, I guess, uh, realize it when you're down there versus just like watching it on TV. So that was the biggest thing that that stood out to me. You know, um, Nate, uh, I, I was uh, or Demon was telling me where you were stationed and, and mentioned Creech and said that you guys are doing some really big things out there and really big things out there. And he said that you know he's going into details uh, about it. Uh, he really couldn't go into all the details because there's just so much going on. But you know, just yeah. kind of in a nutshell, what, what do you guys have going on out there? Yeah, so they do a lot of RPA stuff, so re- remotely piloted aircraft um, uh, operations out there. Mm. Uh, so think think the, the the drones and that kind of stuff. I'm I'm not a pilot myself. I'm actually a Space Force guy, uh, one of the few uh, Space Force guys out there, and um, out there on an exchange program. So they sent some pilots to my base in Colorado, and I, I came out here. So we're trying to do a an integration effort to integrate more uh, with the. Um, the things that go on in space, the things that go on with drones, basically. Um, and that's about really all I can say about it. <laughs> oh, Nate, you <laughs> that's can't. That's good. That's good. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, you say Space Force, and I'm just, I got to know more. Uh, give you, a, maybe another little nugget. Maybe just <laughs> like. Why are you trying to give a man in trouble? No, maybe just like how cool is a simulation or something. I just got one little more nugget about mm-hmm. how good space, like, it's space. I've never been a yeah. space pilot before. But as soon as he hangs up this phone, I'm going to be like, I know a space pilot. That's from, that might not even be the actual description, but that's how I'm describing him. My friend Nate, the space pilot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. If you want to say that I'm an astronaut, sure. Let's, let's, let's go with that, too. Exactly. I'm with that. Exactly. He just put you in space. He literally made you an astronaut. But, okay, that's, that's cool. That'll work. So, no, for when, I, for when I tell the story, Nate doesn't have to verify. Just like, like you said, come on, man. All right. My friend Nate the Astronaut. All right. Well, Nate, apparently you have another title under your belt that you didn't know you earned until uh, yep. today. So, uh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, my man, I do uh, appreciate you. I appreciate everyone that, you know, you're stationed with and that uh, are, are going out there. And, and as I said mul- multiple times, man, just, just giving the, the ultimate sacrifice and, and doing something that myself, Damon, we're not cut out to do. Uh, but we appreciate everything you've done for not only us, but this, this great country. So uh, salute to you. Appreciate you. And I'm glad you had a great time this uh, this afternoon at Legion Stadium. Hey, thanks so much to you guys, to the Raiders and USA for putting that on. And one last thing I just want to say, I apologize to Jay. He threw me a pass at the end there, and I stopped on him, so I do apologize, and I didn't catch it. Um, I think it would have been a touchdown pass at the end there, so 
I want to apologize to him for that. <laughs> well, well, Nate, did you do ten push-ups when you dropped the ball? I, you know, he probably should have made me, but <laughs> I, I did. I did hear him yell out, "You stopped on me," so I knew I did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You got uh, alligator arms. You didn't. You didn't finish the route, Nate. But you know what? We'll yeah. let that pass. We'll, we'll make Demond do your ten push-ups for you during the commercial break. No worries. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Thank you, thank you, Nate, and appreciate you. Salute to Nate right there, uh, one of our great, uh, uh, one of the great men, one of the great soldiers that are, are uh, you know, giving for us every day. And uh, I, I just, I, I can't say it enough. And you know, my time in Texas, I'd be right out there by Fort Hood, and we go down there and spend a lot of time down there. And uh, I know a lot of veterans, and I just, it's really just a, a reality of of everything that they do on the daily and have done for us. And it's. it's it's overwhelming sometimes. Sometimes you just got to say thank you, and, and you try to find the right words, but sometimes thank you is just the, the best the best way to sum it up. So, one, you don't sound like a dummy trying to come up with the, the yes, words you're yes, trying to yes. say. I mean, it's just it's just simple, man. It's just That's awesome. It really is. So I'm glad that they were able to have that opportunity, the men and the women that were able to have that opportunity today at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, you were telling me, is Jay Schrader a no-go? Uh, no, not going to be able to make it today. All right. Well, there you go. Jay Schrader is a no-go, but that's okay. Don't don't worry about that. Nothing wrong with that. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, want to get to your feedback. I know I got some texts on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, make sure you visit SalmonAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. And, of course, uh, we got the phone lines wide open like some old-school TV antennas to close out the show, 702-365-9200. Want to know what area of the defense, Gus Bradley is the first-year defensive coordinator, what area do you expect – to be the have the most improvement this season. Do you expect the secondary, the defensive line, or other? Defense had a really good day today, created a bunch of turnovers for the Raiders. Let us know your thoughts. Again, 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to Raider Nation 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Got about 20 minutes left in today's show. Then we'll be passing the sticks on to my guy, Vinny Bonsignor, who's standing by. He is at the Inter- International Inner Mountain Healthcare Performance Center. In Henderson, the Raiders practice facility, he's there. He'll be doing his show there from 4 to 6 p.m., so we'll check in with Vinny before we uh, call it a day. Uh, we got a lot to get to still on the show. Uh, got a very patient caller we'll get to uh, in just a hot minute on the Raider Nation listener line. But I did want to really quickly tell you about A Star is Born. And if you're wondering, what do you mean by A Star is Born? It's an event that we have, a promotion that we're doing around here. And a lot of times people say, how'd you get into talking about sports? How'd you get into to radio? You know, what do I have to do to do that? Well, right now, if you actually participate in what we have going on with the morning tailgate with Clay Baker, um, you could be be that guy you could be and I've I know people personally that have played have done little events like this before and have made it really big in radio and end up getting their their opportunity and I know JT's got a story where he you know worked his tail to 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 get to to radio and there's some guys I know in the bay that have have done this as well all you have to do we're asking listeners right now to submit a one minute audition tape or audition file whatever you want to call it lvsportsnetwork.com and then the morning tailgate with Clay Baker will play the selected uh, audio on the air. 
Then uh, a little bit later, then there's going to be voting that's going to go on. And then there's going to be the top 10 vote getters. But it's going to be almost like an American Idol type situation, but for radio. So if you want to be the one, and it's funny, man, at my radio station I had in, uh, in, that I was on in uh, Central Texas, we had a guy, Pepe, who I swear wanted to be a, a, a radio star because he would call in every day. He wouldn't even know what the hell we were talking about. He'd just call in every day. <laughs> Just randomly, he just had to. It wouldn't be a right. It wouldn't be a good day if Pepe didn't call in. Like he had to call in, and a lot of times he may have been intoxicated, but he thought he was a. He thought he was a, a radio star. This would be right up his alley. Now let me tell you something. He, I guarantee you, <laughs> he would submit about ten different auditions. You know, he he probably do different voices. Who knows? But uh, you don't have to be Pepe. You could just be you. Please, just be you. Submit a one minute audition, little sound bite to lvsportsnetwork.com and uh, Morning Tailgate with Clay Baker. They're going to start playing a bunch of these uh, on air uh, sounds on air, and then voting will take place. So make sure you do that again, lvsportsnetwork.com. Now, let me go out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick at 702 365 9200. Raider Don is calling in from Philly. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's going on, Q? Uh, I met you Saturday night at the Tom Flores function, man. Yes, sir. I see you made it back okay, huh? Yeah, I got back all right. <laughs> I appreciate you. There you go. Right on. Uh, I, I think the linebacking crew is going to be the step up in this defense this year. I think the linebackers got to step up, and we got to start tackling this year. Not yeah. arm tackle stuff. We got to bring back. The, we, I think the linebacker group is the one that I feel needs to step up, and if they can step up. Go sideline to sideline, grab the short passes, stuff the holes. I think I think everything else goes from there. Okay. What do you think? I, I like that. I like that. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the the short tackling. You got to be able to to wrap up. And uh, they were doing a drill today in practice, and. Uh, there were some guys that were looking silly. It was a one-on-one drill, and the running back definitely has the advantage in this situation. But there was a couple guys that got juked out their shorts. But there was also a nice play that uh, Trayvon Merrick made and made a nice open field tackle. And that I, I bring that up because it's something John Gruden mentioned on Sunday in his media session that yeah, Trayvon Merrick, everyone's talking about him, everyone's excited about him, but he's the he's the the guy playing in the post. Can he? make a tackle? Can he get a guy to the ground when it's him and, and, and it's a one-on-one situation in open space? Can he do that? And, well, that's what he displayed on, uh, on today while he was at the practice facility doing, doing this one-on-one drill. So I thought that, that was a, a good sign, and I think that that's what they need. They definitely, that tackling, open field tackling and, and uh, not wrapping up when it was, it's third and long and, and playing the sticks and somehow third and 16 goes for 19 yards. You know, that, like that, that can't happen. And that's something I believe Gus Bradley in his teaching is going to be able to emphasize and Richard Smith in his teaching will be able to emphasize you play the sticks, but you also don't get too deep. You also realize what you, you know, who is, is out there, the personnel that's out there that you would have to go up against that could potentially drive you through to the first down. You cannot give up third and long. That's one area that has to be, uh, you know, corrected because the Raiders did that way too many times in, uh, in 2020. So, uh, Raider Don, thank you so much for, uh, for, for the call, and it was great meeting you on Saturday as well. And then, uh, Damon, you said we had one more caller. Who do we have? Dana in Boca Raton. Hey, Dana, what's on your mind today? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Oh, man, Dana here in the uh, 561. Used to be in the 714. Just wanted to make Damon think a little <laughs> bit about the numbers. <laughs> That's right. Hey, um, dude, I was like, so excited seeing that press conference today with Gerald McCoy. I mean, you know, you were talking about on your podcast, you know, we need an alpha dog. Mm-hmm. And I know we got one in Yannick that we brought in. But that guy, if he's got the left in his gas, like JT said, 
Dude, that guy is going to be the team leader of the defense. And he is amazing. Talk about an electric personality. I mean, the way he was talking to Vinny there at the beginning, that guy could be like the rock or stone cold. Dude, yeah. You know, put a mic in his hand, he could do. That man is amazing. And he, man, he, that guy, I'm so glad he's on our team. And if he's got the gas in the tank, uh, what, what a pull by Gruden and Mayock to get him. At, you know, to wait and not break the bank and then still get a guy like that. And, man, did he look good in silver and black. Yeah. No, he did. And, Dana, thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, he was very entertaining. And, and we'll bring Vinny on in just a hot minute, and I, I guarantee he can uh, elaborate on that as well because he did start things off talking uh, to Gerald McCoy. And, yeah, man, he, he just he looked like he was a kid in a candy store. He was excited to be there. Uh, he was excited to not only be a player on the field but also a teacher, uh, a leader, and that's something that the Raiders need, especially with this younger defense, you know, and younger team in general, but younger defense. And you've seen that. You've seen Gerald McCoy out there from the few times that he's been out there. He is teaching. He's he's giving guys technique tips. He's telling them what they need to do. And he, I mean, I, I get it. I didn't know why last season the Cowboys were so excited and fired up to have him on the team. I just thought, okay, he's been on a couple teams now. Uh, yeah, he's got a good name. He's been, you know, been there, done that. All right, maybe he's able to provide some juice. I completely understand the juice that they were expecting now after seeing him and then hearing him today. Uh, I think JT said, hey, man, uh, that guy can have a job in media like right now. And, and I agree 100 uh, percent. Before we get to Vinny, I did want to go ahead and pass along this text message real quick. Six, nine, one, eight, seven. That's the Salmon Ash text line. Keyword R&R. And this comes from uh, Raul in, uh, in Sacramento. And he says, uh, Q, shout out from Sacramento. What are the top things you're looking for in the first preseason game that's coming up this Saturday against the Seattle Seahawks? And I'll, I'll tell you, really, I mean, you don't obviously you don't want to, to see your starters out there too much. But I'm that guy where I want to see a lot of the young dudes out there. I really do. I mean, again, I'm not going to see a unique Ngakwe out there. I'm not going to see a Max Crosby out there. But I want to see a Trayvon Merrick out there. I want to see a Jonathan Abram out there. I want to see Damon Arnett out there. I want to see, hell, I want to see Trayvon Mullen out there as well. You know, I, I want to see how this linebacking core. I'd like to see Corey Littleton out there for a little while. And I know he's not as young as some of these guys I'm talking about, but I still think that he needs a little bit of seasoning. So uh, there's a lot of those type guys that I really would like to see uh, more of. I want to see Brian Edwards. There's been a lot of hype. He had some balls tip off his hands today. Uh, there's been a lot of hype about him. Some folks were putting him in Canton, Ohio already. Let's let's see what happens when the lights come on. I'd like to see him out there just a little bit, get a little bit of burn. You know, it's guys like that. So really, I'm just looking at the youth. The youth and guys that are new to the team. Tanner Muse. Hell, I want to see Tanner Muse. Everyone made a big deal about him being listed as a starter. Let me see him. Let me see him. Not that I doubt it. I'm just saying, let me see him. I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying 100%. Because everyone everyone buried him without ever seeing him. Let me see him. That's what the preseason's for. Let me see him. Don't blank on him before you even see him. Now, if you see him multiple times and it's not cutting it, then okay. Hey, then then feel free to question it. But I don't know if you know this, Q. He was listed as a starter on the unofficial depth chart. That's <laughs> all we need to know. That's all we need to know. He's a starter. On the unofficial depth chart. You want to talk about something that's a flamethrower and just gets the fan base riled up. And I mean any fan base. I'm not making this exclusive for Raider Nation. Any fan base. You give them an unofficial depth chart and it's like, whoosh, it's just a fire. That's a fire. And then Eddie Murphy said it. No, that's a fire. <laughs> it's like you know, going into a barbershop and you know, open up the door a little bit, just cracking the door a little bit and going, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. And then turning out and running because everyone will light up. 
And I don't know about every barbershop. My barbershop, that's how it'd be. I mean, you must be going to the wrong barbershops because my barbershop, it'd be case closed. All right. You're well, right. Let's go and, and let's go out to Henderson. <laughs> Let me bring on, because DeMond is just, DeMond is that dude. Go out to Henderson and, and bring in Vinny, who's coming up in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. He's at the Raiders practice facility. Vinny, man, we've been talking about the, this this defense and what they were able to do today, and uh, Gerald McCoy as well, and he had a good conversation with you to start off the media session. What were your overall takeaways, my man? Well, a couple things, and first of all, uh, glad you mentioned Trevon Morig and um you know, what you're mentioning is absolutely right. You know, can he make the tackle? Uh, can he run and take great angles and, and get to the ball carrier? But all the feedback that I've been getting um, from, from Raider coaches is that's what they truly believe. That's when they truly believe he's going to show up most. So uh, he's kind of been in – they're anxious to get him on the field because that's where they feel he has his biggest impact. It's great seeing him out there in shorts and kind of playing two-hand touch a little bit the way they ha- they've had to do. We know how training camps are structured nowadays and for all the right reasons. Uh, but his game is on the field. His game is being physical. His game is being a great open field tackler. His game is being able to defend the pass. And you only get a chance to see so much of that in training camp. And under under these conditions in this type of an environment, they're really excited to see that final um, step for him, which is on the field, which they figure he's going to show up even more than he does uh, in this kind of a setting. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, I, I mention it all the time. I'm a guy who was able to see him quite a bit when he was at TCU and I was covering the Big 12 and, and I know the kind of player he could be, impactful player. And I do think he can make those plays. He's very short tackler. Uh, he squares up. He, you know, he, he, he sees his target and he gets him. And I also believe he's a guy that can create some turnovers. And we saw plenty of turnovers. I say plenty. We saw a good handful of turnovers today from that Raiders defense. What were your thoughts on that? Was it a bad day offensively or the defense ratcheting things up a little bit? A little bit of both, but uh, what I really liked was um, some of the hand action going on uh, in the secondary and I think maybe even one of the linebackers in terms of punching the ball out. Yep. Uh, that's awareness. That's understanding the situation and, and taking it one step further rather than just making the tackle or making the play. Hey, you got a chance to, to knock that ball out Give it a shot. And it's being coached up. That's the thing. And, and that needs to get into your head. I know it's easy to say, like you would think, that that's just standard procedure. It isn't always, especially when you're a, a young player thinking about a billion different things. Sometimes the most basic things get lost in translation. So the fact that it's on their radar, and we saw that today, that it's it's already becoming part of their routine, I think you're probably going to see more more turnovers uh, as a result. So, and going back to that tackling um, uh, drill that, that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. And and mentioning Trayvon Murray making a, a great play. Got to say, on the flip side, Jonathan Abram struggled in that. Yeah. Um, there was there was there was a rep today where he just took the wrong angle. He took a he didn't take the right angle, uh, and it cost him. And that's why him playing closer to the line of scrimmage, where that's going to be mitigated, is going to help him because when he is playing in that post position and does have to run up and make tackles like that, that's usually not his strength. And um, you know he was in a drill that wasn't real conducive to his talent set. Uh, I don't think you're going to see him in a lot of those type of situations uh, anyway, but you know, it's obvious that he still needs some work to do on that in that area. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And it's good for those guys to go through those drills, even if it's not their, their strong suit. You got to go through those drills because that's what's going to take the, the team from where they're at to a, another level. If these guys can start to figure that out and, and get it and make it so it's routine, you know, that's the thing. It's got to be muscle memory. And right now, uh, even though Jonathan Abram has, I think, done better in, in camp than, than he was showing at even the end of last season, yeah. it, it's not muscle memory yet. 
No. And by the way, what would you think of uh, our guy Gerald McCoy? Oh, man. I, I, I actually am mad that I had to leave the, the media session before it got started. I was watching upstairs uh, from the facility. I was watching, uh, you know, on the stream. And, man, I was just – I mean, he, you want to talk about a guy who captured the room. Gerald McCoy absolutely captured the room. I ain't got to tell you that because you started off the first two or three questions with him. But, I mean, this dude, he had all the right answers, even going back down to what his number was going to be by the time the season rolled around. But – I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's a leader, and it seems like he's going to be a leader on and off the field. That I think the Raiders have a home run uh, of a pick right there. Q, I'm going to run this uh, by you. You've probably been following the Raiders longer than I have. You know, I came on uh, late in the 2019 season to do this full-time. It's, yep. it's different when you're watching it from afar. Um, you get Obviously, when you get closer to the team and are covering on a daily basis, you see things from a totally different perspective. Right. i got to say, uh, Q, um, this year in particular, and it's been growing over the last two years, I would say, the type of personalities that they're bringing in here, and I don't talk about this lightly whatsoever, and it's not just – uh, chatter or talk. There, you can start. You're starting to see it. You're starting to see the Gerald McCoys, the Foster Moreaus, the Kenyon Drakes, mm-hmm. uh, the unique Ngakwe's. These guys that are that have something to say and have. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're, they're, they're 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 it's different, right. and and it's it's a difference uh, than what I've seen when I first got here, and especially going back to maybe like 2019. And I got to give John Gruden and Mike Mayock credit. We'll see if it translates onto the field. That's the ultimate test. But they made it a point, Q, to go after those type of players. And am I wrong to think or say that we're starting to see the effects of that, especially when we talk to these guys? No, not at all. These guys believe in the product. They believe that they're they're going to have a really good product out there on the field. And what they're telling us, you, you can see that it's not just lip service. I mean, that's something that they're going out there. They believe they're trying to achieve it every single day, get better, uh, you know, 1%, 2% every single day. And, and that's what the ultimate goal is. And the coaching staff, I think, has brought in an, an extra energy. And, uh, yeah, man, from what I've seen just in a very small time since I've been here, uh, some really good things. So, uh Vinny, we're going to let you go. We're going to, well, we're not going to let you go. We're going to pass the sticks on to you. You're going to hold it down for the next two hours from the facility there in Henderson. In the huddle is coming up next. I'm out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Make sure you wake up with uh, the morning tailgate with uh, Clay Baker tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.